Hi, this is Jessica Grace, and I'm the founder of the Jessica Grace Platform. This is my platform's podcast, and it's designed to inspire you in your everyday life. So from all of us here at Team Grace, every success and enjoy the message. Today, I want to talk to you about ditching the doormat syndrome. Do you have a history of people walking over you when it comes to your relationships? I believe that one of the most unhealthiest things we can tolerate in our lives is people treating us as if we're common, average, disposable, and insignificant. And that's exactly what happens when we come under this doormat syndrome. It's what I call a doormat syndrome. It's where you are treated as if you are just another piece of furniture. You are nothing to be esteemed or valued. And it actually is a really destructive thing to allow in your relationships. It's something I've had to address. And honestly, it's probably one of the most important things that I stay on top of in my world so that I don't become drained, resentful, and actually just waste my time and investment in the people around me. And so I want to just encourage you at the outset, I'm going to share with you a little bit about how to identify the symptoms of the doormat syndrome. But just to start, I just want to say no one sets out to be a doormat. I certainly didn't set out to be walked over in my relationships before I realized that's what was happening in my world. And honestly, I only realized that I was suffering from this so-called syndrome after I was really deep into it. So just before I begin telling you some of the symptoms, I want you to make sure if you're checking some of these off, so you're doing a quick check checklist here. If you start thinking, yes, that's me. I'm seeing that in my relationships. That's exactly where I'm at. I want you to make sure that you don't condemn yourself because it doesn't matter how intelligent you are, how popular you are, or how kind and careful you are. This can affect everyone. And so as I say, the symptoms, just make sure that you be kind to yourself recognize if there's things to recognize, we're going, I'm going to give you strategies on how to address those things. But until we get there, just take note of these and don't condemn yourself. If you hear some of these and they really resound with you and describe where you're at in your relationships right now, because I've been there, which is why I'm sharing this with you today. So the first symptom of the doormat syndrome is where people treat your time your gifts, and your attention as nothing special. And this is a horrible feeling because it really is, maybe it's not intended by people. And I don't think people are always malicious when they do this. I just think it's a habitual pattern that we can get into if we've allowed it to go on in our relationships for too long. But it's just basically where people just don't value you in the relationship. They take for granted what you bring to it, what you invest in it. And they just almost don't give any thought um, as to, you know, the value of what you are bringing into the relationship. And so this manifests, this symptom really manifests in lots of practical ways. But a few of those ways are, you know, people canceling on you when they get a better offer. I mean, has anyone been at home ready to go out and they've had a friend text them and be like, oh, look, I'm sorry, I can't come out only to find that, well, they definitely could go out, but they just got a better offer. They took that instead. I've had that happen. The power of social media certainly allows you to see where that happens. 
for, for better or worse. But, you know, it's things like that. Or maybe it's not people cancelling on you. Maybe it's something really simple like people disrespecting your time. Now, this is something that really irks me. It's something that I really, really have very low tolerance for. And it's when people don't value your time. And I had, I have really one way that I make sure I put value on people is when they set a time to either call me or, you know, make an appointment or have a coffee date. I make sure I'm there when I say I'm going to be there. Not just because I'm trying to be, you know, straight down, letter of the law, exact, precise. But what I want to do is tell them by being there that they are important to me and I want to set aside, I've set aside this time for them and I want to be there ready for them. So I have, I had this friend who really the time issue was just like next level. They were never, ever on time and they could not. Like, I don't just mean they were five minutes late and they had a disaster. I mean, they were one to two hours late and they would show up and not only did they not text and say, look, I'm running late. When they showed up, they pretend they weren't late and didn't even apologize. So this is an extreme example, but I still think a valid one to share because it says a lot about value and it will help you identify whether you're in a similar situation right now in one of your relationships. And so I had this friend and we had a, an event to go to and I invited them to join me for this event. And it was quite a, quite a nice event. And there was going to be, I guess you could call them a celebrity at this event. And it was, you know, quite a really, really nice event. And we're all very excited about getting the opportunity to go. And I honestly, this friend surprised me, like blew me away. They turned up early which was never, never in their lifetime have I ever seen them early for anything. And they turned up early and they were there with bells on, ready to meet this celebrity. And what that communicated to me, I mean, I was very happy that they were for once in their lives on time. But what that communicated to me, if I think about it, is that this person has the capacity to be on time. They have that capacity if they value who they're showing up for enough they will make sure. So if I, if I tell you that, I don't know, Brad Pitt or someone you really would like to meet is waiting and they're going to be there at 2 p.m. And then I tell you that, oh, actually, I'm going to meet you for coffee at 2 p.m. Now, I mean, if you think about it, you, you wonder, like, there shouldn't really be a discrepancy if you're valuing your friends. I don't know if you value anyone as highly as Brad Pitt, but I hope you do. But, you know, it really communicated to me this friend didn't value me at the level at which I felt probably was warranted. Now, they don't have to treat me like a celebrity, but just proving to me that they can be on time when they want to. That really communicated to me just the value or perhaps lack of value that they had for me in our friendship. So if you've got someone who's constantly canceling on you, they bail on the plans that you've made, that is a sign, a practical sign to identify that you're entering into that doormat territory. And so, you know, it's really, really seems simple, but it's really, I think, can be really, really effective when you identify just these small things. Now, it's not just one thing. It's not like one of your friends is late, so they're treating you like a doormat. It's not that, but it's rather accumulative. So this doormat syndrome doesn't just have one symptom. It has a lot. But if you're ticking the box on a few of these, then you've really got to step back and consider, am I being walked over 
Am I allowing myself to be devalued in my relationships? If you are, like I said, don't worry, because if I was able to step out of that devalued relationship that was caused by this doormat syndrome, you can too. And so I want to encourage you, your time is just as valuable as anyone else's. Your attention is important and your gifts that you give and investments into the people around you is significant. And anyone that is making you feel like that is that it's not by their behavior, by their actions, then you've got to think, is this a healthy relationship that I want to continue? Am I, you know, bringing my best and am I accepting what is best for me in this relationship? What you bring to the people around you is actually incredible. And never forget that if the people around you are not recognizing that, then respectfully, I want to say to you, it's just an expression that me and my friends use. They're not your people. You need to find other people. But more on that, let's get to the second symptom of the doormat syndrome. And that is that people only come to you when they need something. Now, I run a platform that's all about responding to people's needs and coming alongside people and championing them in their everyday life. So I'm all about meeting the needs of people in the capacity that I can. However, I started to notice a really destructive pattern in some of my relationships when I noticed that, you know, the only time that, you know, I, people were leaning in to me was to either, you know, kind of glean some financial support or some kindness or a listening ear, but there was never anything other than that. There was never any other reason, you know, other than their need that was motivating them to contribute anything to the relationship they're in with me. And I just want to tell you that needs-based relationships are unhealthy. And I've had a lot of them. And so the reason why they're unhealthy is because you can never meet every need that someone else has. And not only can you not meet every need, but it certainly is not your responsibility to do so either. And so what this does and what this has done in my life in the relationships that I have allowed it when I didn't know any better is it can almost create like a fictitious relationship. You think in your mind you have a deep connection with someone because you're constantly giving them a listening ear. You know, you're pouring your resources into them. But when you step back and you don't, kind of they're going through a season where they feel like they don't need that. You never hear from them. You only hear from them when there's a drama or when something implodes in their world. And then you start to realize that, hang on, the depth of the relationship is not what you thought it was. And that can be really soul crushing, especially if you've invested a lot in someone and in a relationship, only to find that you're just like the like when there's drama, that's the person they call, not when they want to actually have that kind of deeper connection with someone. And so I want to encourage you just with the example of babies. Now, this example is, you know, we all know babies cry, right? And their mums, they go and they comfort them or their dads and they go pick them up and they soothe them. But I want to encourage you, if you're not sure whether you're in a relationship now that is only a needs-based relationship. So that means people are only coming to you when they need something. What I want you to do is Discipline yourself not to run every time the baby cries, which means every time someone calls you or in that relationship that you think, hang on, I think this is 
a relationship where I am acting like a doormat, where I'm allowing myself to be walked over. Next time that baby cries or that person has a need that they want you to meet, take a step back and let them self-soothe. And that will show you how they respond to that will show you whether you actually do have that deep relationship with them that you thought you did or whether it was just a relationship that was born out of reliance for resource or, you know, emotional, financial or otherwise. And so it's really, really important because I have been devastated. I was in my mind, I've thought, you know, I've been in a relationship before. I thought, oh, this person, we are like such great friends. But until I stepped back, I didn't realize that, you know what, I'm not that person. I'm only picking up the pieces when this person's world falls apart. When this person's going fine, I'm not even a mention. I'm not even a phone call away. I'm no one to them. And so I want to encourage you that if you see that symptom, if people only get around you when they need something and when they're fine and their life is going how they want, they're just not associating with you, that's a sign that the syndrome, the doormat syndrome is in operation. And lastly, the last symptom you'll notice if you are suffering from the doormat syndrome is that your relationships are only one way. So when you're adding to the lives of those around you and you are pouring into them advice, counsel, resources, kindness, you're running them up and down everywhere, you're driving them everywhere, you're preferring you know, them, them to your your own goals and things like that. If they're not imparting anything to you, you have to take stock and realize, is this relationship just in one direction? So if you're putting in all the effort, you're making all the phone calls, sending all the texts, and you're the one that's putting all the emotional energy into the follow-up and maintaining a relationship, then this is a sure sign that the doormat syndrome is in the mix. And don't be ashamed if you do that. I have done this so many times and I actually have to really be careful that I don't because I have a heart for people. I want to go over and above to make sure that people are doing well. But you even with that heart, you have to rein it in. Otherwise, you are wasting your resource. It's like throwing it into a bottomless pit. It's not going to bear any fruit. It's just going to get poured out. That's all that's going to happen. And so if your investment in someone else's life is grossly out of balance with their investment in yours, then you are at risk of developing the doormat syndrome if you let it continue. And so, you know, simple things. If you're always working around someone else's schedule, they're not working in with yours, you're the one that makes the effort, they don't, you're doing all the sacrifice, ficing on your side and they're not, these are signs that perhaps your relationship is one way and that's making you really vulnerable to becoming a doormat in that relationship. So enough of those symptoms. Let's get on to the practical antidotes for treating the doormat syndrome. I have had to learn these and apply these in my own life. So I want to encourage you to also take note of these and put them to work in your everyday life because I believe you'll have success with them when you do. So number one, the first antidote for treating the doormat syndrome is don't chase people. If you feel like you're the only initiator in your relationships, you're always making the calls, making the plans, you're always the one to follow up with the people around you, 
then you just need to stop. Now, this is not as easy as it sounds. You're going to want to call. You're going to want to keep doing that because presumably you're in a pattern of always doing that in a relationship where this doormat syndrome is in the mix. But I want you to step back and stop and test your relationships in this. And unfortunately, what I discovered, or many times, I discovered that once I stopped, you know, chasing the people who I was, you know, kind of that I thought we I had that kind of relational connection to. Once I stopped, it's amazing how many of them just simply disappeared. And it just proved to me that like a lot of people are only engaging to the point where I am initiating it. And so I just thought, you know, that again is not something that I should be doing. You know, I want to, instead of chasing people, when you're in friendships, you want to run alongside together and do life together. But if you're continually chasing them, then it's just out of balance. And so if someone values you, now on the opposite, on the positive side, if someone does value your relationship, then they won't need to be chased. They will follow you up. They will make sure if they don't hear from you in a few days, they'll, they'll follow you up and they'll be like, hey, what have you been doing? Or, you know, just giving you a courtesy call. But honestly, do a test and see what happens when you stop chasing someone that you suspect you're allowing to walk over you. And be prepared when you do this to never hear from some people, because that's exactly what's happened in my experience when I've done this. When I felt at the very end of my run that, you know, this, and I've been told, it takes me a long time to get there, but I've been told by a lot of people, you know, this is one way you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be going this far forward. So when I have done it, I have seen a lot of people literally just disappear out of my life, never contact me again. And so if you don't hear from someone in in that circumstance, then really the results are in as far as the doormat syndrome is concerned, because that tells you that you, if you're doing all the chasing, then, then you are out of balance and you are acting and being treated like a doormat. So if you continue to pursue that relationship, you know that you'll be doing that from that position of being a walkover. So I want to encourage you, not everyone deserves you in their life. And that might sound harsh, but you know, you are incredible. And if people aren't going to value you, you need to move into other relationships where people will value you and you won't have to chase them. You won't have to make people encourage you or respond to your texts. They're the kind of friends you need. And if they're not the kind of friends that you have now, I want to encourage you, choose people who choose you. Give priority to the people who choose to give you their attention and respect without you having to beg them for it. And so I want to encourage you, make sure that you use this antidote and apply it. Don't chase people. All it does is create a false sense of deep connection. And unfortunately, right at that time, if you think you've got a deep connection and you actually don't, it's like that relationship can fall like a house of cards when you need it the most. And I've had that in my life and I don't want that for you. You don't have to navigate your relationships in that way if you just refuse to chase people. The right people will come into your world. You do not have to chase them or beg them to be there. So secondly, the second antidote for treating the doormat syndrome is know that your friendships are seasonal. And what I mean by that is not everyone you connect to 
is what I call forever friends. There are some people that are only meant to be in your life for a season. So we all have school friends. How many of your school friends do you see now? I see one or two of mine, but you can't carry everyone into your life that you've known since you were a child. You know, there's some people that come in to our lives to share experiences, encourage us, and then they just exit out. Not because there's been a fight or disagreement, but they're only really meant to be in your world for that season, whether it's to help you, encourage you, teach you, train you, challenge you. And so I want to encourage you that just know some friendships do have a use by date. And if you insist on including people beyond that date, then quite literally things do start to go off. So you have to get really, really smart at knowing which friendships are those kind of a lifetime friendships. Like I have a forever friend. I probably have about three forever friends. And to be honest, you're not going to have many. That's just, that's just normal. But I have lots of friends that, you know, I connect with in this season that, you know, for different things, whether it's for work, social, whatever. And so it doesn't make people any less valuable if they're not with you for the whole, your whole life, or they're not with you for several seasons. But so I want to encourage you, enjoy the time that people are in your lives, be good to them, you know, add to their life. But when it comes to an end, and you will sense this and you'll know this for you, you just have to be prepared to move on and also release them to move on. Because, you know, it's not because anything's wrong or broken. It's just a new season in your life. And there's, or it could be a new season in their life. And you can't continue as you have always been. And so really, not everyone can go where you're going. Some friends are not suited to continue along your journey. And if you try to bring people into seasons that they were never really meant to be alongside you for, they actually have the potential to hold you back if you bring them along. So some people, and for example, some people can only see us in one way. I used to work with some amazing people and they were used to me being performing a certain role and I loved it. When I started my platform, they could not understand and therefore did not support me in what I was doing simply because it was so different to what they ever conceived me embarking on in my career. Now, that doesn't make them bad people. It just makes them not the people that I need alongside me for this season as I move forward and progress in my platform. I wouldn't be where I am today without those people, but they're certainly not the people that I need around me right now. So they're friends of my past, but they're not friends of my present. And so I want to encourage you identify those kind of forever friends, know who they are. You, you definitely would know who they are right now. You can, they won't be, you know, you can literally count them on your hands, but also know who is your friend of the present. Who do you need in your world right now? Who is alongside you for this season? And who are some friends that you just need to let go? Because it's not every season that people are going to be able to be alongside you or you alongside them. So that's another antidote, knowing that friendships can be seasonal. Seasonal, So you can release people, you can move forward yourself. It's really, really important. And the third antidote that I have for you is surround yourself with people who value you. So 
The kind of people you want in close proximity to you is people that will honor your time and not waste it. People who don't take your resources, emotional, financial, whatever it is, for granted. You want those people in your court. People who bring out your potential and champion and challenge you. You want those kind of people all around you. And also the friends of your destiny. So by that, I mean those friends that align, those people that really align with the vision you have for your life. And they add to what you're doing, whether it's personally or professionally, and they add to where you're going and they don't subtract from it. So they're not your critics. They're your encouragers. They're your greatest encouragers. They're the people that speak strategy into your life. It doesn't mean they agree on with you with everything, but it means that they're there to champion you. And so they're the three antidotes that I've had to get really diligent at applying in my world to really protect myself. And it really is a heart issue, this doormat syndrome, because that's what's crushed when you don't realize that you are suffering from this syndrome. It, the realization that you know you have allowed people to walk over you, that you thought you had relationships that had depth and only to discover that they didn't at all. It can be so discouraging. But I want to encourage you today, you don't have to stay in that place and you don't have to set yourself up for fail or failure when it comes to your relationships. Because now you have the strategies to address any underlying doormat tolerance you've developed in your relationships. And really, the cure is you. You can cure yourself of this syndrome once and for all. And that's by applying those strategies that I've mentioned. Don't chase people in your everyday life. Know that some friends are just friends for a season. Surround yourself with people who value you. And honestly, you will get what you allow in this area. And so I want to encourage you, make sure that you have the cure. Effectively, you have the cure today. Take these strategies and just be really, really vigilant because you do not need to suffer from having relationships where you are just walked over, treated as insignificant, not worth it, average and common because you are none of those things. You are amazing. You are significant and you are so, so valuable. So make sure in your relationships, you act like it. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. If you'd like any more information on the inspirational tools available through the Jessica Grace platform, you can visit www.jessicagraceplatform.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with your world. You can also connect with the platform on Facebook and Instagram. So get connected so you can be graced for your best life.